0: Welcome to Shaking It Up with Sheikh Faiyaz, your daily dose of spirituality this Ramadan. A'udhu billahi for God from the Most Gracious Satan, in the name salatu Allah, salamu ala Merciful. And in His name, Muhammad Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala. Wa matta'ni bil-iqtisad. Wa aj'alni min ahl al-sadad. وَمِنْ أَدِلَّةِ الرَّشَادِ وَمِنْ صالح الْإِبَادِ وَارْزُقْنِي فَوْزَ الْمَآدِ وَسَلَامَةَ الْمِرْصَادِ اللهم خُضْ لِنَفْسِكَ مِنْ نَفْسِ مَا يخلصها وَأَبْقِي لنفسي مِنْ نَفْسِ مَا يُسْلِهُهَا فَإِنَّ النَّفْسِ حَالِكَةً أَوْ Semaha. As we approach the night of Laylatul Qadr most important night of the year, Laylatul Qadri Khayrun Min Alfi Shahr, surely this month, surely this day is greater than a thousand months, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us within the Holy Qur'an, it's important for us to reflect upon what exactly it is that we're seeking on a night that is magnificent and as powerful and is as grand as this one. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states within the whole Qur'an "Wama أَدْرَاكَ ma laylatul Qadr." He poses a rhetorical question and what do you know about the greatness of this particular eve? The objective behind this rhetorical question of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is for us to enter into a state of true recognition or awareness or at the very least a sense of curiosity to dissect and to derive the depth of the magnitude of the night of Qadr, And as we perform various rituals like that of supplication and of istighfar and of prayer and other acts of ritual that we are taught to perform on a night like this one, many people, they struggle with the primary question, and that is exactly what is it that I should be seeking on a night like this one? Is it that we should be seeking from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala all of the materialistic benefits of this world? Or should I only be asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness or for paradise in the world beyond this one? And that which is bothering me is my exam, is my work, is my life, is my finances, is my relationships. Should I not be asking God about something seemingly so insignificant? And how is it that I should be talking to God about paradise and forgiveness when I don't have one clue about how to approach the Lord of the worlds in that sense? The reality is that nothing is too small and nothing is too large to seek from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to not limit our supplication and to not limit our du'a, realizing that the limitations come from us and there are no limitations that construct the Lord of the worlds. Meaning that my du'a, my seeking from him, should be for anything and for everything. The benefits of this world, as well as the benefits of the world beyond this one. And sometimes we don't have the words to ask from God. We don't know exactly how to communicate with him. We haven't done so in an intimate way. And even when we do, sometimes our eloquence might be lacking, and we're not sure whether that's the appropriate etiquette when we come to engage Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Well lucky we have the words of Ali ibn Hussein Zain al-Abideen alayhi salam. In this incredible, amazing du'a, du'a makaram al-akhlaq, that we have been looking at during the course of this month, in this very next segment, the Imam alayhi salam, he puts into perspective at least a little bit of what it is that we should be seeking for on a night that is as grand, as powerful as this one. He states, Allahumma salli ala muhammadin wa'ala. Again, the reoccurring theme that no dua can be accepted unless and until we send our salutations upon the Prophet Muhammad and his Immaculate Family. وما bil بالإقتصاد. Oh Allah, give me a life of moderation. Economical moderation, oh Allah, is what it is that I need in order for me to be successful. Oftentimes, we fall into this particular trap of accumulation, as we've been talking about during the course of many previous episodes. This objective about making as much money and buying a big home or a fancy car and consistently not being content with what it is that we have oftentimes preoccupies so much of our minds. And of course I speak to myself before anyone else there's nothing wrong in any of those essentials or there's nothing wrong in any of those luxuries provided it doesn't occupy our minds and our hearts and it leads to a level of attachment that is to the negligence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and our responsibilities toward God but also to realize that that blessing itself comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we're asking God وَمَا bil بِالْإِقْتِسَادِ Oh Allah, this dunya that you have put me in, it's filled with all of the distractions that are present. And how do I find the sense of balance? People ask me all the time. I ask myself this question. How do we find the balance between our responsibilities and our duties and our goals and our objectives in this dunya with truly being mindful of the world beyond this one or of my ultimate objective and goal and responsibility? It's hard. That's why Imam Zainul al-Abidin is putting that in God's hands. He states, oh Allah, You give me enough that I'm going to be happy with it, such that my mind is not consistently looking for more. And then you put in my heart a sense of contentment. So whatever of the physical, materialistic, financial pleasures of this dunya that you afford to me, I'm content with it. And that you don't try me with anything more. And oh Allah, once my mind is not fixated on more money and on more things and on more dunya, مِنْ السَّدَادِ Then make me amongst the people who have good etiquette. Because sometimes when your mind is situated around more wealth, around paying your bills, around food, and around your essentials, you can't think about God. Which is why during the month of Ramadan, If we are unable to perform our obligatory prayer with a sense of concentration while we are fasting at the Maghrib time, it's recommended that you break your fast and then you perform the Maghrib prayers, for instance, that your mind is not preoccupied on something that it shouldn't be at that given moment. Because again, we live a life of practicality and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not trying to be burdensome to us. So he states, oh Allah, once you have made me enjoy the physical pleasures of this world and I know that I have enough money to provide for my family and enough food to put on the table for my children, then thereafter I can focus on the big picture things. alni min أَحْلِ sadad And the Imam Alayhi Salaam gets right into it. And he says, oh Allah, and make me those who have amazing etiquette and good character. Woman rashad. And, O Allah, allow me to be a man, a woman of good conduct. The main theme of Dua Makaram Al-Akhlaq is to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to elevate our station such that we become an example for all of creation, such that we become someone who walks in those prophetic footsteps of the greatest of God's creations, who was undoubtedly the man with the greatest character and the greatest conduct, and the best of akhlaq And over here we're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to drive us and to fill our hearts with those most perfect and sublime merits and virtues such that we illuminate those qualities and characteristics. Woman صَالِهِ Ibad, Oh Allah, I'm asking you on this night, the night of Laylatul Qadr, that you make me amongst your most righteous servants. I am a servant and I am a slave of you, O Lord of the Worlds. And in a famous du'a known as du'a Kumail of Ali ibn Abi Talib, he states a very similar line, Allahumma oh aj'alni min ahsani abidika nasiban indak wa mink Allah, elevate me such that I am considered to be the closest of those in servitude and submission to you. What is it that we're seeking on this night? We're seeking to be the best of the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We stand, we bow, we prostrate, we raise our hands, we perform the ritual that we do, we give out of our wealth, we sacrifice out of our time, we fast during this holy month of Ramadan for one primary reason only, and that is to show God that I am an obedient servant, I am an obedient slave and you are the master. That, O Allah, you are the master and I am the servant. And me demonstrating my servitude to you, I want only one thing and that is your mercy. And that is your grace. And that is your love. And that is your adoration. And who will have mercy upon this servant except for the master? We are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us the best of his servants. And to be the best of his servants, we need to be the most obedient, not only with regards to our prayers and fasting, but regards to our care for those around us. With regards to our gentle tenderness to our family members and to our friends. Make me not be concerned with my wealth such that I'm able to give out of my wealth and charity make me not so concerned about myself such that I'm able to give out of my time to those in need وَمِنْ Ibad. الْإِبَادِ وَرْزُقْنِي فَوْزَ maad. And O oh Allah, I ask you on this night of decree, the night of Laylatul Qadr, that you allow for me to be victorious on that day of return, meaning on the day of judgment. salamatil And then O oh Allah, I ask you for peace and I ask you for tranquility And I ask you for safety on that day when so many will struggle to find peace and tranquility and safety. What should we be asking for from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the night of Laylatul Qadr? Again, ask God for everything. Ask God for everything physically that we can attain in this dunya, be it for your exams or for your family or for your job or for anything that you want. But then at the same time, don't forget the bigger picture asks. And that is, oh Allah, allow for me to elevate my character. Oh Allah, make me the best of your servants. Oh Allah, allow for me to be victorious in the world beyond this one on the Day of Judgment. And O Allah, do not allow for me to be ambushed on that day when everyone else might be struggling. On that Day of Judgment, that Day of Account, make me amongst those who you look at. And you admit into paradise, Allahumma khudli nafsika min nafsi ma yuhalisuhah. Oh Allah, I want you to take out of my soul, and I want you to purify it. Wa abqi li nafsi min nafsi ma yuslihuha. And O oh Allah, that part of my soul that has already been cared for and purified, then keep it with me. Fa innal nafsi halikatan aw taasimha. For, O Allah, the self, the soul of mine, if it's not purified, it's set up for destruction. And I need you to put me in that position to be successful. This is the night of decree, the night that is greater than a thousand months, the night that is the most important night of our life, Laylatul Qadr. Whatever it is that we can exert in supplication, in humility, in sincerity to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, engage it. And make sure that at the very least, we are seeking in our du'a an embodiment of these lines from Imam Ali ibn al-Husayn, Zain al-Abideen. That this soul of ours needs to be cared for and it needs to be emptied of all of that darkness and all of that vice. And oh Allah, the only way that it can be done is via your support. So through my prayers, and through my istighfar of seeking repentance and forgiveness, and through whatever it is that I'm going to be engaging with you on this night, I need at the end of this night, hatta matla al-fajr, when the adhan for the fajr is recited, that this heart has been entirely and totally transformed, and this soul has been purified, such that I know with confidence that on the Day of Judgment, I'm going to be amongst those who are victorious. And there is nothing for me to worry, and there is nothing for me to fear, and there is nothing for me to grieve. On this night of Laylatul Qadr, it's important that we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for du'a and supplication for anyone and for everyone. We pray for each other, and we'll find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will respond to our supplication during the course of these nights. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for tawfiq. Walhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. For more spiritual content year round, follow Fayaz Jafar on social media.